Welcome into Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app, whether that's Android or Apple. Spotify is a great place to find us on both. Also, you can find us on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. Search for Nothing But Net. We're there every day during the NBA season from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And, of course, I have my own show now on OnsideRadio.com that covers more than just the heat, but also the heat at 10 a.m. every day. That's OnsideRadio.com. Also, FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com. That is your no paywall site for South Florida sports. Check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network, including our friend, Dr. Jonathan Chung. He's up in Wellington, but he can treat you anywhere that you are here in South Florida because they do that telemedicine thing. You can find him at Keystone chiropractic, you know, unless you're a manual laborer or a high level athlete, you're more likely to have back pain because you're not lifting enough weights instead of lifting too much weight. Many back injuries occur because of deconditioning or chronic sitting. One of the most effective ways to help heal, and prevent back pain is by increasing core and back strength by lifting weights. If you want guidance on a weightlifting or core strengthening program, they over at Keystone Chiropractic led by Dr. Jonathan Chung can put together a plan for you through a free consultation and a telehealth visit. Also, he is a huge South Florida sports fan and just a great guy. So make sure you check out chiropractickeystone.com. That's the order, chiropractickeystone.com or follow Dr. Jonathan Chung on Twitter at Dr. Jonathan Chung. J-O-N, or at Keystone Neuro. That's N-E-U-R-O. And now, today's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor. I'm Greg Sylvander, your host. Uh, Ethan Skolnick is not here. Uh, with me is Alex Toledo, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Tropical Blanket. He is live from the AAA after this slaughtering that just took place. Unfortunately. Um, right? Uh, I, I mean, I, Ethan bailed on this, and it, it, it's appropriate that he did because it's I wouldn't want to have – Yeah, like this was when I started thinking about doing podcasts – one of the biggest things that tugged at my heart was how was I going to ever do a show after a game like this when, when the team got absolutely just annihilated and it was just embarrassing and it was awful. I mean, I, I don't really know where to start. Like I'm a little shell shocked to be honest, like 144 to 97, there was not many signs of life from the get go. The turnovers persist, the three point shooting I know is historic. So like, I definitely think we should keep that in perspective that what Milwaukee did was special, but there's some concerns like Alex, since you were in the room, I'm interested to hear what your thoughts on the game, but also like, what was the vibe amongst the players from what you could see? Well, I mean, that start to that game, I think it's kind of what set the tone for the rest of the game. It's just like, they were just climbing from, they were, they were climbing an uphill, you know, climb ever since that first quarter where there was just so many turnovers they couldn't get their defense together and all of a sudden before you know it it's 21 to 3 and look man looking back on it again because I ended up watching the first half highlights during halftime to try to see try to make sense of all this it was ugly it was ugly that first quarter was even uglier than I remember it like uh there was too many turnovers I think that's the obvious thing there like they just did not look organized on offense they were letting the, the Bucks, I think kind of determine the pace when they had the ball and the defense, to me, didn't look all that disciplined, especially in that first quarter. But after that, like, 
the Bucks just completely got into it and never fell off. Like every single player ended up being on fire. It was one of those things where like once everybody starts hitting, everybody starts hitting when it rains, it pours. And all of a sudden you have Bobby Portis and Thanasis Antetokounmpo, you know, nailing threes and Drew Holiday nailing multiple step backs. And, you know, a couple of them were covered. And I just think from there it was, you know, it got away from them really, really quick. And there wasn't much from there. Yeah, the turnovers, it's just this is like game after game, 20 turnovers, 20 plus over and over again. So that that's something that I, I think really uh, they, they talk so much about continuity and, and having have a roster that that's coming back. And and these guys have played together and they were just together. And, and we talked about how that would be something that would be an advantage. And they don't look like a team that's played much together. They don't look uh, that like they're in sync. Uh, Bam Adebayo was not aggressive enough. I think we need to talk a little bit about the fact that with Jimmy out, uh, you you have to see an increased uh, just level of engagement from Bam Adebayo all around. And and I'm not one guy to say like that, that a game that one game should uh, should dictate what we what we what we mean about Bam. But this was one where you felt like he could have stepped up a little bit more. I mean, seven field goal attempts. It's just, it was a rough game. Five turnovers. Uh, I, I was disappointed in Bam tonight. To me, there's no doubting that Bam had a rough game. But man, like the, the reaction on Heat Twitter, I think has kind of uh, swayed me to defending him just because I didn't feel like it was all his fault, not, not in the least. I think it's easy to blame Bam when, you know, you just give him a super max extension or something close to it. And everybody just kind of wants him to, you know, be that that one day scoring guy when Jimmy is off the floor. But that's not who he is. And that's not how he became. That's not how he got to this contract by being that guy. I don't think that's his game yet. I think he's slowly growing into that and slowly becoming more aggressive, you know, as an offensive player, as a scorer. But that's not his game. And he definitely should have looked for his shot more often tonight, especially like at the top of the post when you have Brooke Lopez defending you, who is, you know, who is, has a one third of the speed that Bam has. I think he could, you know, drive by him and try to create some stuff through there. And I just don't think they had the ball in his hands enough tonight. And when he did, he, I think, was a little bit hesitant, was doing a lot to try to set up his shooters, which is how their offense runs, especially versus the Bucks drop defense where the shooters can thrive. But again, like there needs to be a balancing act where it's between facilitating and looking for your own shot. I don't think like, he had to he had to step up his his uh, his shot load tonight and it, and it went down. I think that's you can't let that happen. It's tough because, you know, Giannis and Brooke Lopez is probably the second or third best uh, defensive front court there is in the league. It's really tough for Bam to just turn into that guy, but you, you kind of had to force it a little bit. And I don't think he did that tonight. Yeah. So obviously we want to see Bam be more aggressive, but I don't think it's, it's a game that we can really point at and, and pick apart Bam too much because it was just a team. The whole team was sunk. I mean, uh, Tyler hero looked okay. In the grand scheme, I think this was a game where you can't really even look at a box score and say anyone looked good in a in a drubbing like this. Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless are becoming non-functional, and I think that that's something we need to we start we have to address it at some point. I mean, they got yanked quickly in this game, but those were two guys that that were brought in to play roles in Miami uh, and get them through the regular season. I think in particular. And seeing them struggle like this, uh, it, it, it's not um, – I, I don't think it's, it's a good sign. And it's good that they're on expiring contracts because obviously there's flexibility there. But it's getting through these uh, lulls of the season that I think it's difficult. I, I don't know how they're – like Precious looks like he's ready to, to play more than Myers going forward. I don't know how you justify doing anything else. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And 
to me, like pressures just keep standing out every time he's on the floor. I, I've been so impressed by him in each of these games. Like he just keeps, you know, looking better and better as far as, you know, adjusting to the speed of the NBA game and just making out, I mean, making plays out there with his effort and that motor that he has. I mean, he is so athletic. It's not just effort, right? Like that effort that he puts in there with his body, his frame, his athleticism, running and jumping, like he's going to end up making plays. And, you know, like, like I said, in another podcast, I think people were kind of scouts in college basketball uh, watchers were kind of down on him as a guy who makes reads, but I think he's looked okay in it. Like he hasn't really made dumb passes. He, he's playing within the flow of the offense. He doesn't really force any shots. He had that one, uh, you know, mid-range jumper that he took at the end of the shot clock there, which was uh, pretty promising. I love what he did on defense. I, I think I agree with you. You know, he he's ahead of Myers to me, and I'm kind of throwing uh, Mo Harkless into that group of guys with Myers Leonard and Kendrick Nunn in, as far as, well, if they're not playing with Jimmy Bam and Duncan, they're just not very good rotation players. And I think until proven otherwise, I think that's where I'm going to stay just because they're just, to me, those three are the most up and down guys, whether it's, you know, uh, none when his shooting isn't going or it's Myers when, when uh, he's not really hitting shots and he doesn't really provide anything else uh, other than being able to match up versus a five. And if Mo Harkless isn't playing great defense, he's not giving you anything out there. So I'm with everybody else that I want to see Precious and KZ in that rotation over these guys. I want to see, I mean, I think Precious is already there. And, you know, KZ had an up and down game. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think he looked all right on defense. And I think we're going to get there eventually. But there's just so many guys that Spo wants to play. And I think, you know, I think tonight helped going to where we want to go into kind of phasing some of these dudes out because I just don't know how much longer you can keep empowering Harkless and Myers. You know, you got to see him with Jimmy in the starting lineup more often, but if it just keeps going like this, where they keep, you know, giving you duds, uh, I think something's going to change eventually. You, you saw in the second half, they started Avery Bradley and uh, and Casey Akpala. So I think uh, Spo might be kind of agreeing with us there. Yeah, no, and Avery Bradley was actually one of the few bright spots tonight. I mean, like, if there has to be one. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here, and I know I've been called the sunshine pumper on Heat Twitter, and and people always say that I'm, uh, you know, going looking at the positive angles. And this is just one game, and um, and we should definitely stay, you know, with that perspective. But Avery Bradley, if we're looking for a bright spot, that's he's the guy tonight I want to see more of him I feel like 24 minutes could turn into 30 a a night or two here going forward particularly if Jimmy's out I think uh, finding ways to get him on the floor can only be helpful Um, I I want trying to figure out a way to get Duncan loose without Jimmy out there uh, you know it was tough tonight uh, so so that's something else that I think is is worth kind of kind of you know finding a way to unlock Duncan is going to be key tomorrow but uh, like do you think Avery Bradley uh, could potentially slide into the starting lineup going forward? Yeah, I mean, you know you know how I felt about Avery Bradley going into the season. I think he definitely makes sense as a starter. I don't know if he will. Uh, I, I wouldn't be against it, though. I, I just hope he's in the rotation uh, consistently. And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to, you know, uh, not playing him every now and then just to kind of keep him healthy for the playoffs. But he's not a Guadalla. He just turned 30. So I think Avery Bradley can take it. Uh, I loved what he showed tonight. I think his perimeter defense, he, he's really hounding guys out there. And he can, 
even switch onto bigger guys, even without the strength, just because he knows how to adjust no matter the size that he's playing with. And I, I'm not saying that he could switch onto, you know, like bigger wings or fours, but he did a pretty good job, like on Middleton and Drew Holiday, who are guys who have a pretty good size advantage on him. I think him, Precious, and Tyler were the three bright spots tonight as far as like taking away positives. I think Tyler, like, obviously had a rough start, but, uh, you know, kept the turnovers down and ended up with a really efficient, you know, nine of 16 game against a team that has multiple perimeter defenders, you know, starting in that starting lineup between Holiday, DiVincenzo, and even Chris Middleton. Like, and then and you got Giannis and Brooke Lopez in the paint. Like, it's a really, really, really good defensive lineup. And Tyler knew when that drop was there, he's going to have the pull-up. And he looked really, really good taking those pull-ups. And that was something he struggled with in the final. So I thought that was really, really good to see from Tyler, him getting that confidence there. But, uh, yeah, to me, those are the three guys that I was pretty happy with. Everything else was just a complete dumpster fire. We'll get back to tonight's episode in a second. But before we do, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I feel like this is Heat Fan Day because he goes actually by Heat Fan Eric on his email. He's been here on the podcast with us uh, with his value plays segment. And I can tell you a little bit about him. His name is Eric Brown. He's the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. What should every business professional learn from the Miami Heat culture, that discipline, preparation, full-time maximum effort, and persevering no matter how difficult the task are the pillars of success? When you hire Eric Brown, again, the official realtor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, you've engaged a professional who admires and embraces those principles. He's got several years of experience representing clients all down the line, from celebrities down to first-time home buyers, and he will work with you the same way, no matter who you are. And obviously, with a business school education from Wharton, he's got a mindset that can help you get the best possible deal and an unmatched level of service. So if you're considering selling or buying a home in South Florida, you just want to know what your property is worth, contact our guy, Eric, at 305-967-9089. That's 305-967-9089. Or the easiest way, go to the website, 5, that's F-I-V-E, reasonsrealtor.com. The official realtor of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. And now, back to the episode. Right. So, and I know that me saying like, is, is Avery Bradley going to start? Sounds like a softball like question, but like, can Spo really start Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless coming off this 144 to 97 game? Like, I, I just don't even know if Spolstra has the, the, the guts will say to roll out the same lineup. Like I feel like something has to be shook up and it's going to be interesting to see what adjustments could be made. Cause uh, there's so, you know, like Olenek is a player that I thought that that could thrive, um, you know, potentially in a game against Milwaukee and, it was, he was not there tonight. I mean, I just, it's almost like you don't know where they're going to go. Um, uh, you're, you're out of answers. You hope Milwaukee will shoot uh, obviously at a, at a lower clip. Um, and then, you know, you, you have to figure out a way to get uh, better play from KZ, Kelly Olenek. Um, some of these bench guys have to step in and, and play minutes. I just don't know how they can roll out the same lineup. Yeah, and that's the thing. To me, that's going to be one of those teams all year that, like, if no trades are made, we're going to be talking all season about the rotation kind of being more or less in flux or, or you know, at the very least fluctuating. It doesn't seem like there's going to be a set rotation. Uh, you know, Kelly not getting that much playing time tonight I thought was a little bit odd, especially because, you know, he could shoot and he could do a little bit of creation when guys are out. So I thought they could have used him. But uh, also I thought Goran looked pretty good. But, yeah, like, I just don't think, Harkless and Leonard, like they really have not shown you much at all as far as, I mean, Myers had that game the other day. I mean, on was it Christmas when he balled out? I'm, I'm already forgetting, but, uh, you know, Myers looked good. He had the sped up release there, but yeah, it's just like, if Jimmy Bam and Duncan aren't there making it easy for him, he just looks kind of lost sometimes. And 
like I'm, I've already said it. I think him and Hartswood should be out of the rotation. I'm going to see how long that takes if it to you know if it even happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's just kind of fluctuating between twelve different guys all year. I I can't remember a loss with this kind of disparity that like sticks to my gut. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think back. There was a game against Cleveland where I know that the that the Heat lost by a ton. I can't remember exactly by how much. Uh, that ring night against Chicago where they got completely just run off the floor after accepting the championship rings from uh, worst Halloween two- ever. Yeah, this this is up there in terms of games where you just want to forget about them. So um, I, I I'm reluctant to continuing to wax poetic about it. Um, close. Thoughts going into the next game, adjustments that you want to see, even if they're irrational, um, kind of just final takeaways. Um, don't start off the game so damn bad. Like, Jesus Christ, just <laughs> just pace yourself a little bit. Like, I feel like if it wasn't for that terrible start, like it couldn't have it wouldn't have been that much of a blowout. But man, like when you, <laughs> you come out and get blown out from the start like that and you don't have your best player, like it was just it was never a game after that. And you know, just I think tomorrow will definitely be a closer game. I don't think the Bucks are going to hit 29 threes tomorrow. But to me, this is a warning shot. This is a type of uh, game that, you know, for a lot of other organizations in the league, we'll get a coach fired or, <laughs> or we'll get somebody traded or some other drastic move. So I expect them to come out tomorrow with just a lot more fervor. I think I expect it to be a closer game. And if not, just watch out for the James Harden trade. No. <laughs> There we go. No, no, you're heading in like, so this is where I want to close. And that's that (laughs) how they respond in this game matters. Like I I think that seeing them play better, um, seeing guys compete and, and and that kind of stuff, it matters right now. I I think that there, it would be naive to say that the young players in the Miami heat locker room didn't hear the James Harden stuff. I think that there's no coincidence that, uh, the media was, um, informed, uh, in you know kind of in unison that that they that the heat had pulled out of talks and a lot of that has to do with making sure that your young players can stay comfortable when you're going through rough stretches and uh the hardened talks are only going to get louder if this team doesn't respond the way uh that you would hope that they would against milwaukee and then you have dallas so it's it doesn't get any easier and obviously jimmy's out don't want to make too much of it but i do think that there's going to need to be some lineup shakeups and if, uh, you know, they don't squeak one out against Milwaukee in the second game of this, uh, of this matchup, it's just going to get louder with this James Harden stuff, the way that he's playing. But we'll save that for another conversation. Um, uh, we are not going to bore you with any more talk from uh, this blowout. Thank you for joining us. Ethan, we'll be back next episode. Uh, have a good Maybe. night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.